was totally irresponsible parenting. Not according to the internet. Where on the internet? Dax, it's time for your bath. But I missed my show. Don't argue with me, young man. Just do it. This is our dad. I'm the professor. Yeah, he made us in his laboratory by accident. Don't worry, professor. I was an accident, too. You're my children, and I love you, but you're all terrible. Hello, we are here with Geek Parenting Podcast here at Watch Our Cafe. Woohoo! So I've got James with me. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm James. I'm Nerdy at Home Dad. I do stuff on the Instagrams and the Twitters and the Facebooks. And I'm not Tui, the Jedi Wookiee barista. barista of State Street on 1588 South State. But I am Johnny. Who are you then? I'm Johnny. Oh, yeah, you said Johnny twice. So Chewie's working the bar right I'm now. I'm Johnny. So He's <laughs> So we're just uh, jumping into our next episode here. We'll probably have Chewie and Brian rejoining us here shortly, but uh, they are busy at the moment, so we are going to get going on our topic. Yeah. And James, do you want to explain why this topic is so important right now? Yeah, so today we're going to talk about bullying. Um, Jay started school recently. And he's in kindergarten, and he experienced his first bully uh, mm. on the playground. It was... No good. Yeah, it was kind of one of those things that's just crushing as a parent to be on on the playground as it happens. Yeah. And just hearing your child scream for the first time, don't bully me. And you're just like, what can I, like... I'm not protecting my child right now. What is my problem? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't go over and savagely beat the other yeah. kid. Yeah. I mean, I could, but then I'd be in jail right. for a lot of years well, because I'm brown. But I mean. b- before you want to get into it, I can share a, a similar story. Now, luckily, I wasn't there. My wife was there. So my eight-year-old, who was seven at the time, she has done uh, two summer programs where they do a play at this little theater in Magna. They're loads of fun. She loves it. At the end of the season last year, they did uh, a little karaoke party, and she decided to sing a song, you know, which that alone I'm very proud of her. I wouldn't do right. that at seven. So she wanted to do a song she knew. She she uh, did, I think it was Let It Go from Frozen, you know, and that that's, you know, a hot-button issue. So many kids hate it because it's so popular, so do adults. You know, get the hell over it. But anyway. Yeah, I love that song. Sorry, this is safe for work. I know, I love it. But uh, so she starts singing that, and these kids start throwing little, you know, and these are not just little kids. They range from about, uh, what's second grade? Uh, seven seven yeah. to 17. And they start, oh, no, that, you know, just griping. And not. I don't think they were booing, but they were griping about her choice of song. That's and she, bullying. And she That's was, bullying. yeah, she was singing with a little friend of hers at the same age, and her friend, like, ran off crying. Mm-hmm. And mm. my daughter, I mean, bless her heart, stood up there and kept going. Good for her. And, and my wife got up there and joined her. I'm like, I'm glad I wasn't there because I would have probably slapped every one of those kids if not just throwing a chair at them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, I would have. Yeah. It's just not okay. Yeah. And in, in Jay's case, luckily, like, there was a teacher present and the teacher saw that happen. Um so, like, I was talking with another parent on the other side of the playground, so I didn't see it. I just heard him screaming. And what happened was there were kids playing under the playground, as kids do. They have their little place. And 
and uh, Jay just went and sat down and was talking to a, a kid who wasn't, they were like not even under the playground, they were next to the playground. And this older kid just gets in Jay's face and just starts yelling, nobody wants you here, mm. go away. Uh, nobody likes you and then just starts grabbing wood chips and throwing them right in Jay's face and I was just I heard him scream and I was just crushed I was just I didn't know how I how I would how well I would handle it so I go around and I look and there's a teacher talking to the kid they pull him from uh, they grab him from under the playground. They tell him he can't play at the playground anymore That for a while, that he has to play by the teacher only. Um, but then, you know, Jay was just crushed the rest of the afternoon. Um, but? But we this, have... This is where the geek community steps yeah, in. Yeah, you know, um, Jay has a favorite comic book, and it's a one-shot. It's uh, Avengers No More Bullying, and they have a lot of stories in uh, there, there's a Guardians of the Galaxy story. There's a Spider-Man story, and then there's a story called Weird, um, where it goes through and it talks about this. It's like about this little kid who um, just feels out of place at his school, and the whole moral of the story is, you know, just be you, and you'll find your friend. You'll find mm-hmm. uh, someone who is just like you, and. Um, so there's this panel in there that Jay really loves, and I took a picture of it, and I put it on Instagram. And after a little... Uh, I was, it was only like 20 minutes or so. Uh, the person who wrote the weird story messaged me and says, Hey, uh, I'm sorry that happened to your son, but I'm glad that our story helped him uh, get over the bullying incident. And then he's like, I'd really like to send him a signed copy of the comic book uh, with a little note uh, just for him. Uh, would that be okay? And I'm like, I don't want to, I, I don't, I'm always weird in those situations because it's like, I feel like I'm putting them out by accepting it. So I was like, I mean, we can send you our copy if, if that's easier for you. And he's like, no, I have, I have a few laying around. I'll just sign one and send it to you guys. Um, but then right after that, the artist in the story commented on the picture saying, and it was kind of the same thing. It was like, oh, I'm so sorry that your son had to deal with this at such a young age, but uh, knowing that my drawings helped, helped helped him get through this is really inspiring. Thank you for sharing this with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like just left him a little note for, he told me to read this little thing to him. And I read everything that the artist and author said, and Jay had like the best afternoon ever after that. And, and, and then, not just that, the Comic-Con group. The, yeah, and then I uh, really shared it in up. the Salt Lake Comic-Con group. And after going to something like Com- Salt Lake Comic-Con and then having something like this happen to your kid uh like jay's one of the things that jay said is that he missed his comic-con friends after that kid said that nobody Mm -hmm. wanted him around and everybody wants him yeah just that everybody in the comic-con group was like uh just saying like nice things and just like being really amazing about it uh, it really brought spirits up as a parent who just saw their child with their first bully. Mm-hmm. It's rough, isn't it? Watching oh, your your kid God. go through something like that. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yes. What, what, yeah, what? we 
We have Sorry, our, I, I've been gone, so yeah. I just barely sat down. We have so, our, so, Tui and Brian have joined us. Hi. Hi. I'm Tui. I'm Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a bully. I'm just kidding. I'm not. Yarmy. I'm, I'm not. See, Despite my size, I was bullied quite a bit in, in the Polynesian islands of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not so I'm not such a big guy over there. Well, see, like um, I wrote I wrote a uh, piece on my blog about bullying a couple months ago. I read it, and in that, like, I'll admit, I when I was in high school, I made the decision so I wouldn't get bullied that I would join in in some of the bullying, and I felt terrible every single time I did it, mm-hmm. and I knew I wasn't being authentic to myself. And I was just perpetuating this person's misery. And I remember, like, one day just breaking down in my room and just, like, this isn't who I am. And that the next day I went up to the kid that I was a bully to, and I'm like, I'm so sorry that I did this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was being a jerk. Uh, I hope that one day, and I told him, I was like, I don't expect you to forgive me even until we graduate, but I hope that one day that you can forgive me and we can be friends. And that guy is one of my good friends to this day. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. Like, uh, so I had a bully in, in, uh, in elementary school in, in Hawaii, and then I moved here to Utah dude's name was Romeo. He was big, big, big Hawaiian dude. And then I, I, my parents moved back to Hawaii. And so I was, ever since then, I've been kind of like back and forth between Utah and, and, and home. And one of the times that I was there as an adult, I was at a bar and like this big, big hand comes on my shoulder and, and I turn around and, and it's Romeo. And, uh, he, he did one of those things where he like apologized. He was way drunk. (laughs) <laughs> and he was like, he was like apologizing for you know, elementary school and stuff, and um, I. He you punched went to the him. Parking lot. I punched him. <laughs> I did. I did. I punched him. <laughs> <laughs> and then my, my friend that I was with called me a bully. I, How could you? No, I, no. I never experienced physical bullying. It was mine was more emotional because I was overweight when I was in high school and, and younger. And so I kind of experienced the more emotional side of it, but never, never really the physical side of it. And I just don't interact with anybody from high school anymore. Like, even on Facebook, they're like, you, come, you should come to the 20-year reunion. I'm like, no, I have no desire to see you people at all. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm worried that my child is going to be the bully. I mean, you guys have heard the stories. She, she, she's still learning and she's young, but I'm afraid she's going to be the one who's going to be the bully. And I will... Not let that stand. Well, even bullies get bullied. Yeah, I know. And when and I look for the like, when my kids have faced bullies at at school, I almost look at it as a positive experience because then I can sit down and see like, how does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. All right, you feel you feel bad, you feel sad, whatever. Good. Mm-hmm. Now you know how it feels like when you treat somebody that way, yeah. and you don't right. ever want anybody to feel well, like and, how you and feel And bullying right now. isn't about the person being bullied; it's the person. It's about the person doing the bullying. Yeah. It's an issue of there's something that's missing, whether it's confidence or or something is usually missing with the bully. That they that's the only way they can express themselves in a lot of times. Did you ever get so, bullied, Brian? Yeah, I mean, I got plenty of it at home. Um, my dad was probably the biggest bully I ever knew 
Um, but at school, it was less like active bullying, although that happened too. Like, and part of it was just like, you're different, and what's this Star Wars thing? Mm-hmm. And um, most of it was just sort of being ostracized or left alone, like never being invited to participate. Yeah. I mean, I was right. like, I was overweight, I was awkward, I being the last one picked for games. Yeah, like it, it was just not. I, it was. It was not it, like school was just not a pleasant experience in that way. Same here. And I was always like the smartest kid, so it was always like in class I'd do really well, and that sort of like caused some resentment too. And right, um, like, and the teachers would point it out too, and the teachers were just not prepared to like deal with that. Like when you always know the answer, and the teacher starts making comments like, "Does anybody other than Brian know the answer?" It's like that doesn't help no. situations. Right. Um, but it was like, but I didn't know. It was it was always like, or I would always volunteer to like. I always felt like super like bad for the kids who couldn't read. You know how you'd read out loud in mm-hmm. school, yeah. and there'd always be that kid who was like, couldn't do it, who, who really would hard. struggle or not do it very well. I would always volunteer to do it, and then like volunteer to like try to take the turns of those kids to like save them the embarrassment right. Right. and then that caused me more problems because it was like what are you some sort of bookworm like yeah, what yeah, what yeah. is this like yeah. i don't know well down in orm especially i've noticed even more so than up here in salt lake uh the the there's a a really strong bullying culture and, and cliques I, are very divided I got, there. I got way more from parents of friends than friends. Oh, I'm sure. Because i wasn't I was growing up in Utah County. I wasn't Mormon. We were into RPGs. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, these kids aren't Mormon. You can't play with them. Yep, yeah, that's yeah. what I got. These sure. kids play role-playing games. You can't play with them. Dungeons and, Dan- mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons is satanic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is weird because like that was like over like five, six years before, but well, they were Utah. still into it. So it was like <laughs> the, the problems that I had with other kids like that. I ended up joining the church because I was the only non-Mormon kid in the neighborhood. And I was like, the only way I'm going to be like have friends or be accepted into this community is if I. Yeah, I got the same experience as Brian where, oh, you're not Mormon. You can't play with her. My mom was actually when she was in public school up in Ogden was chased home by kids at her school. That's why she ended up going to Catholic school. My parents, my grandparents put her in. So I think that's That's what Jesus would do. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because Jesus was a bully. Um, People always. Same thing. People always told me that I was going to have to worry about them with Anakin. Like, I, when I named Anakin more than anything I heard was, like, that kid's going to get so bullied. Whatever. And and it was, Whatever. like, why? Like, you don't know this kid. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, you named him Anakin. That just opens him up for him. And it's like I talked to him about, like, every bad experience he's had with other kids zero times has it been, been, a, been a result of his name. Well, no, and, like, it's funny that you mentioned names because it's, like, I've heard, like, so many, I'll say, interesting Names here, here in Utah, Utah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brogan. Uh, yeah, where it's like, um, you'd think that if anybody's getting bullied for their names, it's these names that are coming out of Utah County. You just want right. to bully those kids. What's that? You just want to bully those. I kids. just want to bully those kids. Yeah. No. Um, but it's interesting because uh, with the whole like not being LDS thing, that's something that my wife worried about with uh, us living in the area we live in. Uh, because we are one of the only non-LDS families, well, less active LDS families, meaning we don't paper. go. Yeah, we're still on paper. Yep. Um, but, like, that was one of her big worries, and that's why she wanted to send him to uh, the neighborhood school. But I told her, I was like, if you're worried about kids saying, oh, well, you're not 
active in the church so we can't play with you. It's going to be going to the neighborhood school because these kids will know that he's supposed to be in church with them on Sunday, but Mm -hmm. he's watching Star Wars with me. Anakin, it's like Anakin is a militant atheist. Which is weird because I'm only a passive aggressive <laughs> one. Um, but like he got in trouble a few times for like kids were trying to bully him over the whole religion thing. And this was up at the open classroom. Right. And, you know, he was like telling them like, I don't like you're trying to make fun of me. You're the one who believes in a dude in the sky. Like, <laughs> and so like that ended quickly. Like, I don't know. Anakin's always been really good at deflecting it. Scout, mm. not as much. Scout has gotten caught up in like bully drama because mm. Scout is really like Scout is probably the most unique person I know. She's not like any 13-year-old girl ever. I don't think any 13-year-old girl's like any other 13-year-old yeah, girl, but she's like more Scout than anything. And she yeah. was so good with the kids though at the oh, princess no, she tea is. party. She, she is like great Lily was sitting with her at one of the tables kids. and she was so good um, with Lily. She uh well she loves younger kids she, yeah. because she's like she's into my little pony and she's into Five Nights mm-hmm. at Freddy's and she doesn't care about the sorts of drama that stereotypical teenage girls care about Mm -hmm. and so those stereotypical teenage girls because they've been inculcated by society to think that they need to care about boys and relationships and spiting each other and talking behind each other's backs because she doesn't play that game at all she gets burned by that game because everyone else is playing it Mm -hmm. right so Scouts had a, a much rougher time of it. I think that's why um, all of my kids love Scouts so much. Like whenever she comes for car trading and stuff on Sunday, uh, because my kids have a hard time fitting in. They fit in great with each other, and yeah. they're, they're all each other's best friends because there's five of them. They're a big group of weirdos. See, and I think I, I sometimes I wonder because I don't get to see Lily at daycare. Is I'm wondering if it's because she's so different and so in her own little imaginary world because she loves imagination that yeah. these other kids don't react to her as well. She wants to do her own thing and she wants to sing and dance and play and be a princess. And I'm wondering if she's reacting as a bully because she's being ostracized at the same time. I I can't see it. But yeah, I mean, Lily loved Scout. She used to be in the middle Everybody loves Scout. Scout's great. Except for those stereotypical, horrible teenage girls. Yeah. (laughs) The Babysitter's Club. Uh, Yeah. uh. (laughs) Do you guys think when, when, uh, when you have a bully... At like let's let's just say like elementary school age or maybe even junior high high school, is it okay to fight back? Do you think it's okay to like physically fight back? I broke a bully's nose once. Uh, my brother had a really bad bully in his ninth ninth grade. He punched the kid who was bullying him, and they became friends after that. So it's like I don't understand that, but it's something that I think I see happen very often. I personally don't i've told my kids like don't Mm -hmm. like in now like i've punched one person in my life and Mm -hmm. it was this one bully and he wasn't even bullying me he was bullying my little brother Mm -hmm. and i told i pulled my brother aside and i'm like if he continues doing this i'm going to stop it because i've told him repeatedly to stop and he wouldn't and i socked him in the nose and he ran home to tell his parents his parents show up and they're like you broke our son's nose you're gonna pay for this and my parents were like did he tell you the part where he was bullying this kid and this one was standing over there like, good day, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I would never, never Advocate encourage that it. with no. my yeah. kids. That was one of those things where like in the situation, mm-hmm. I was probably 14 and just sort of like read it on my own and I didn't know what to do about it. And I didn't have the 
the knowledge to know how to deal with it any better. But yeah, I, I think with my brother, he just reacted. It was just like, I'm sick of this. I'm going to knock it off. Leave me alone. Well, you keep and pushing somebody. Kid. You push yeah. them far enough. Yeah. All it takes is one bad day. They're going to do whatever they whatever right. they need yeah. to to survive or you know get out of that situation. Well, it, right? like the the comic book I was talking about earlier, the No More Bullying comic book. They taught they actually go through that with uh, the Spider-Man story. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about how one time, like he's like one time I was just got sick and tired of Flash bullying me, so I got back at him, and uh, basically at the end of the story, it's like it's not always the best decision to mm-hmm. get back at your bully. Yeah. When I was jo- when I was Jay's age, we <laughs> I got that was the first time I got suspended from school was when I was Jay's age. Oh. Uh, and it was cuz this kid was bullying me and my friends and he was climbing up the slide and I just went over and I uppercutted him oh. and he fell down the slide. Did it, did that come with a Street Fighter 2 catchphrase? <laughs> Hadouken! <laughs> uh, no. Uh, or Shoyuken. <laughs> no, it did not. Uh, but no, I just like got him right in the jaw. He fell off the slide and broke his arm and I just stood on top of the slide and just stared down at him like, I'm the king of the slide kind of thing. Whose slide is this? And... I remember, like, thinking, like, I was so, it was so brave of me to stand up for me and my friends, but then having to stay home from school and not be with friends or anything was the worst. So I have mixed, like, I I have mixed feelings about it, because, so Romeo, the, I never forget the last day that he bullied, bullied me, he used to take me and just throw me on the ground and, like, sit on me and oh and, like, you know, like, punch me not too hard but he would punch me in the, you know my ribs and um, pull my hair and stuff and like just just bully me and the one the day that it stopped was i i decided to just i, I pinched him i pinched mm-hmm. his nuts <laughs> <laughs> yeah i pinched Ow. i pinched his nuts and he screamed and then uh, and then like because he was screaming then the you know the recess Mm-mm. ladies came over we both went to the office and he was crying and i was just sitting there like calm because I, I was like, I made him cry. I made Romeo cry. And, uh, and I got in trouble because I was the one that pinched him. But uh, he, he stopped. Mm-hmm. And so I have mixed feelings. Like, I don't think uh, violence should not be it's, the answer, it's the right? Last resort. But sometimes I feel like, I feel like some of these kids, they just don't, they don't learn I any f- other way. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a cycle. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's always good. It, there's there has to be a point for it to stop. And like you said, like sometimes punching your bully or pinching your bully is the only way that's going to stop. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's it's the oldest story in mythology that Kronos was told the violence begets violence, and mm-hmm. yeah. and you know Zeus killed him for it because mm-hmm. he was well, he was his dad and he ate him, and it was yeah. bad news. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and it's. I don't know. It's it's one that's like I I've told Jay. I'm like you know, sometimes if they're pushing you to the edge and you hit them, I'm not gonna be mad. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about it. You'll probably get in trouble at school. But if you're defending yourself, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna be mad or at you. Or someone else. Or someone else. I'm not gonna be mad at you. I one of the things he and I've talked about before he went before he started school was what do you do if you see a kid bullying a smaller kid? And Jay's small. For yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Jay is one of the smaller kids in his class. Those are the ones you got to watch out for. Yeah, and he's he 
he's kind of protective of anybody smaller than him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a different kid who wasn't really picking on a smaller kid, but just like not including them when they were playing. And uh, Jay went over and like grabbed the little girl's hand and walked over to where the, all the other kids were playing and looked at the big kids and said, you guys will play with her because she wants to play with you. And then just walked away. Yeah. And that's one of the things I try to tell him is just, you know, always be watching out for the smaller people mm-hmm. because they can't always. I've told my kids the, the same thing. Like ever since their first day of kindergarten, it was Include. make sure and, and even not, not, not even like bullying, like, you know, look out for kids that are getting teased or made fun mm-hmm. of or, or bullied or, or but also like out. look for the kid that doesn't have any friends yeah and i used to like give them assignments when i was such a, i don't know <laughs> i would give them assignments as i dropped them off for school like, like they right. didn't have enough homework so, i know <laughs> like all right everybody today i want you to go find somebody that you've never talked to that that's sitting by themselves and just go talk to them and go but have th- a conversation that's great that you, you did that and though because people need that more in this world like look for the kid that's eating lunch by themselves and go sit and eat lunch with them it yeah. doesn't like i know you you guys have a million friends because everybody likes you but go find the kid that doesn't have any friends and you don't have to like them maybe they're mm-hmm. maybe they're a jerk but at least give them a chance to like have mm-hmm. a friend right and it's i the think jar that, jar thing yeah. yeah so that that kind of mentality i felt like would ensure that my kids wouldn't become bullies which was mm-hmm. what i was always afraid of i'm um, more worried these days about the online bullying that that i see because it's so pervasive you know and there was an article that just came out i think it was this week that suicide is now the number one killer of kids in the city of utah and it's uh, it's a lot of it is related to bullying. A lot of it is related to, to unaccepting you know, parents. Yeah, unaccepting yeah. parents. And just and make sure when your kids post YouTube videos, they don't they turn the comments off. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's worse. Yeah, Scout Scout was posting YouTube videos for a little while. YouTube's the worst, man. She got some comments, and it was just like, we're not gonna do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah, I love the way you diffuse people on on social media a do lot I? of times. Yeah, you diffuse people. You're like, well, the Comic Con issue. That made me so mad. <laughs> Where you both were called perverts. Oh, oh right, right, right. I missed and, that whole show, man. And it just it got was to deleted. The, uh, by the time yeah, I, got I actually on. reported it because it was getting out of hand. Yeah. It was. Um, um, what was it? It was. Somebody was complaining somebody was about Harley Quinns. No, no, no. It was uh, a guy was in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and he didn't like pe- cosplayers' butts in his face. Which is understandable. Uh, I wouldn't want yeah, a cosplayer's no, butt I, in my I face either. Him. But he didn't have any butts in his face. He had clothed butts yeah. in his face. Yeah. yeah, and so Brian commented that the costumes were probably fine and the guy will you know. live. Well, and I mean, it, it came down to like it was basically what he was doing. It was the the it, post was it was the usual uh, women classic, should wear the, yeah yeah it was yeah. he was. That. He was fashion policing women, yeah. and the post was he was also gatekeeping mm-hmm. Harley Quinn fandom, yeah. where it's just like, don't say you're a fan of Harley Quinn, say you're a fan of Margot Robbie. And, yeah. Oh, uh, that dude? Yeah, yeah, that dude. Oh. So I kind of just te- stepped in and I said, this kind of gatekeeping's not cool. Yeah. And, you know, when it got down to it, like, this is kind of sexist. This mm-hmm. comes down to, like, slut shaming. You can't tell someone what they're capable of confidently wearing in mm-hmm. their, their own. Yeah. Place I don't know like I I I kind of feel like Star Wars fandom and learning how to negotiate all of the ridiculous slices of fandom there mm-hmm. have kind of uh, made me really sensitive to like not closing doors to people who might otherwise mm-hmm. be fans right and mm-hmm. Batman is like people don't know this as much but like Batman is like 
my number two. Like, mm-hmm. I really love Batman, and I love Batman fandom, and I love... Well, I don't love Batman fandom. Um, <laughs> Batman fandom's the worst. <laughs> um, but I love Batman. I mean, I... And, and that was the other thing. He called me out for, like, not liking... Batman, like I should back out, and I'm like, I actually probably own more Batman comics than you do. Mm-hmm. Probably you and your friend put together, like, yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I, I'm so sick of seeing that kind of stuff online. It's like, just stop. Don't you don't need to to bully and police other people's clothing. Well, what gets me is that a lot of these people that are bullying were probably bullied, bullied themselves. themselves, and that's the we, cycle, right? We talked about this a little bit at Comic Con. We did a bullying and gatekeeping mm-hmm. panel. Um, and one of the things that uh, Deborah Jensen, who's really great, was talking about how, like, part of the problem is is that, yes, we need to say, like, this is not okay, but we also need to understand that these are people who are carving out their own personal space because they were bullied, mm-hmm. right? So, like, when when women have problems going into comic book stores because they're treated awkwardly. Yeah. I mean, we don't have that problem at Dr. Volts, or we don't have that problem at Black Cat, but, like... We're very lucky that our that our comic book stores around here or places like this, like nobody's going to say anything about a woman who's a fan mm-hmm. of right. comics coming in and saying anything. But uh, you know, you go into these places where like these were the caves carved out as safe places for these groups of people, mm-hmm. and so how do you step into that space without? You know, without poking that bear, as it were, yeah. right. and and how do you negotiate that? Because it, it was a spa- safe space for them, mm-hmm. and it should still be, and they should be more inclusive there. But we need to recognize why they decided they needed that as a safe space in the first exactly. place. Right. So we are at the two minute mark for this episode. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts on bullying or gatekeeping or anything of that nature? Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Just plain and simple, don't do it. Yeah, I won't, I won't tell the story, but you know, I did it once, and the the aftermath was so horrible that I just I've never felt worse in my life. So, just mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's terrible. It's just awful. Well, like James said, I think, I, I, well, like James, I I also kind of joined the the club when you know when everybody else around you is making fun of somebody. It's just easy to. It's the easy route. It's the easy route. Instead of standing up for that person, it's easier to make sure you don't get your butt kicked Mm -hmm. and you don't get bullied later on. It's the dark side. Quicker, easier, more seductive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I would just, one of my last things I'd say is, you know, if you see bullying or gatekeeping, just call it out. I mean, especially online. If you see it happening in a Facebook group or uh, YouTube, call it out for mm-hmm. what it is. You know what's um, funny? Corey, Corey had a uh, funny thing happen on her panel. I wasn't there to see it, so we have to ask her the firsthand what happened. But she was on a panel. It was a feminist panel. Oh. And there was a male there who, I guess, uh, started mm. making it less about... Feminism. Yeah, she told me about Did that. Did she tell you about yeah, that? Yeah, she told me about that. Uh, I think Hello, and Sweeney more about, about as well. men. And then some mm-hmm. um, someone who was in the audience stood up and I believe and it was called, Deborah Jensen. I think it was. <laughs> and called him out and said, She is amazing. She I love is. her. Straight up called him out. And I guess he was quiet the rest of the time. Good. But Good. The, that being said, like the, the guy that was doing that, I actually liked the guy. He, he But he was, it sounded like he was out of. But yeah, kind I mean, like, even if you like the people, call them yeah, out. Call Let them, them know yeah. what's going on and why yeah. it's not okay. Well, and sometimes even if you 
even if you don't like them, I think it, there's um, Tracy uh, Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Like, I kind of learned a lot of lessons from her. They kind of, they're two women hosting one of the most popular podcasts yeah. in iTunes. Mm-hmm. And they get sort of like a steady stream of invective uh. on their Facebook, too. And watching Tracy sort of handle it and engage them, I was like, why... You could just ignore these trolls because mm-hmm. that's what they are. And she's like, well, here's the thing. I know that by calling them out on it, I'm probably not going to change their mind. But it's such a public space yeah. that that else. next person who might be on the fence can see that explanation and say, oh, she's right. Mm-hmm. Because they're yeah. not e- in the heat of that situation or trying to defend themselves right. personally. Yeah. So I think calling it out in a very respectful and calm fashion or very matter-of-factly is probably the right way to go online because not only are you telling that one person that it's not acceptable, but you're you're showing everyone else that it's okay to stand up for something that's mm-hmm. not acceptable. Exactly. Yeah. All right, guys. Put that thing back where you found it, or so help me. Let's get dangerous. Because I said so. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars.